You're listening to CinePunk, interactive discussions for film lovers. This episode... It's turbo time! Oh my god. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about today? Wait, it's Christmas. We are talking about Christmas films. Last year I got my way, and the year before that I got my way as well. And this year I've been, I've been kind enough to let Ben have a, a suggestion. I don't Ooh. I think you were letting either of us ever have a choice again after... Um, oh, we, after the one we do not speak of? Yeah, we don't <laughs> speak of that yet. I don't know, I still quite enjoy it. Um, so we're, we're looking at the uh, arguably yuletide festive favourite Jingle All The Way uh, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, Sinbad. Yes, and in... a pre-Star Wars Jake Lloyd. Who's that? He's Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars The Phantom Menace. I've forgotten all about The Phantom Menace. You've, you've written it out of your head is yeah. what you mean? Okay, we should definitely do a pod on that sometime. I, that would mean I'd have to acknowledge its existence. Yeah. I'm reluctant to do that. I, I'm similar, but there we are. Who? <laughs> <laughs> so who does he play in this? He plays the kid. He plays Jimmy. Oh, is he Jimmy? He's Jimmy, oh. yeah. Isn't he adorable? His little blonde-haired moppet. I kind of, you know, I was watching this last night and was watching him thinking, oh, he's kind of cute, but also kind of annoying. You know the way the reviews were not kind to Jingle All The Way? Mm. The positive aspects that they emphasised it was Jake Lloyd is great in this. So there you go. Before people drove him to the brink of insanity and made him quit acting forever on the basis of Star Wars The Phantom Menace, um, he was the best thing in an otherwise uneven film. I, I, so Ben, you, it was your idea that we have a look at this one. What yeah. is it about Jingle All The Way that does it for you? Or why are we watching this? I just did it for funsies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always delighted to be introduced to a Christmas film I haven't seen yet. This is lighthearted and, you know. So I mean, is, is this one of the ones that's part of your Christmas tradition? Because I think we all have, a, a, you know, Christmas films that we watch and we love. Last year we talked at length about how Rachel obsesses over It's a Wonderful Life. And Die Hard 2. Yeah. Die Hard 2 was last year. Was yeah. that last year? Yeah. Was, was, oh my gosh, is that the last two years? Have we done this for two years yeah. now? Yeah. <laughs> That's <a> weird... <laughs> I love that you're surprised by this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um... <laughs> Do you want to hear a disaster? I can't find Die Hard 2 in my DVD collection this year. I haven't watched it yet. But anyway, we're not here to talk about this or my Christmas tragedy. Yeah, so I just picked it because it's fun. I suppose, in a weird, cringy way. Where did it you? Is, yeah. how, how did you come to it? I think um, I just watched it one time when I was on TV during, you know, in a lead up or after Christmas or something like that. Uh-huh. And it's got Arnold's watching it. You're like, come on. Have you always loved it then? I mean, is love too strong a word? Or? No, I don't love it. I just thought it would be fun to see. <laughs> But Dear it reaction. Is, <laughs> it reaction. is fun. I mean, it's it's profoundly stupid as yeah. films go, but it's fun. I mean, I don't think it, it works for me all the time. I like what it tries. I would really love to see the original screenplay um, because I, uh, I, I think it was trying to be something in its first incarnation and then it got turned into something else on top of that. So I, I think possibly... My, my suspicion is the original screenplay was a lot more kind of biting and, and not quite a slapstick. It's one of the criticisms that is levelled at this film. Is that this is a film that sort of doesn't quite know where, what, what it's trying to be. Yeah. There is a, a genuine sort of heart there, as all Christmas movies have to have. Yeah. Um, 
you've also got the, the there's this anomaly, I suppose, with Schwarzenegger being in there, is that you're still kind of expecting action hero film, which he kind of gets to he do. He does, yeah. He does. He does. It, yeah. Um, I mean, I started off watching this film thinking, okay, so this is basically Arnold Schwarzenegger and his I am experimenting with comedy phase. Uh-huh. Um, and I got to the end of it. Oh, that's why they cast him. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but the slapstick stuff for me is not... I don't hate it. It just feels quite aggressive. Well, it's of the same kind of um, ilk as the likes of Home Alone, except Home Alone knew what it was. Home Alone wasn't trying to be anything other than um, kid does slapsticky stuff. So, right, if you haven't seen this film, um, who wants to explain what the plot line is roughly? I, I, yeah, you go for it, Ben. It's your film. I'll, I'll, yeah. You've got um, Hard, Howard. Howard. Um, Hard's a hard name to say if you're yeah. from here. Uh, apparently so. I did, I did a commentary this year for Hard the Duck. Oh. And I got ribbed by the producer afterwards for, she said, I'm never going to use anyone else again who can't actually pronounce <laughs> the title of the film. <laughs> hard <laughs> so, the Duck. Hard the Duck. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I digress. So, so we have Howard and um, he's a busy man. Mm. He's also a shit dad. This is Arnold Schwarzenegger's character. Yeah, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, and um, he—it's the the day before Christmas Eve, and it's his son's grading for his karate, and he says he's going to be there. Basically, he makes lots of promises and doesn't keep any of them. Uh-huh. We find out <clears throat> he made a promise that he was going to get this particular action figure to make up for um, his shit dadness, and. Uh, he uh, has to go on a magical hunt and try and get this action figure and then later ends up be- becoming said action figure. Fair enough. That's it in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. But it's trying to be a couple of things. It's trying to be a satire on that consumerism and the, the way that sort of Christmas has become all about you know, having the thing and you must have the thing and, mm. and where's the spirit of the season type of thing. But it's also trying to be that very silly, heartwarming slapstick um, family feel good Christmas comedy um, and I think it does both of those things quite well but also when like smishing them together it just the, the tone goes all over the place which I kind of understand the hate leveled against it but I've never found a Christmas film that I didn't enjoy so yeah oh. I was I was happy to be carried along by this one. <laughs> I, I felt watching this <laughs> almost as pained as I was when watching The Room Oh come on! Uh, no, that's that's, <laughs> that's not unfair. even fair. It's not even on the same level. I'm so near as I bad re- as the rim. <laughs> well, I realise I've seen bits of this before, but I've never seen it the whole way through from start to finish. So it's Power Rangers esque sort of opening. Um, first of all, it reminded me of Ben. <laughs> to be fair, because as a kid, Ben watched a lot of Power Rangers. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Can't even deny that one. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of like, oh, okay, I, I get it. It's, it's Power Rangers. That's okay. I, I know what they are. And, and uh, yeah, it was fun enough. Um, uh, but just the rest of it's just so bad. And he is, Arnold is terrible in this. Oh, he's not. I mean, I've seen him much worse. He is not even chewing the scenery. He's just so fake. But he's enjoying himself. I mean, this is clearly not a film that he, he picked just to get an extra paycheck. I think he's having a lot of fun with this. Undoubtedly, I think he is enjoying everything. And he did have quite it. young like kids at that time. Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. You know, have you ever seen that? I like Kindergarten Cop. I like Cop. Kindergarten Cop too. <laughs> No, that's more successful as a comedy because it's it's more definitely a comedy and the tone stays the same mm-hmm. throughout it. You know, it's a, it's a comedy 
with a serious undercurrent to it whereas this is basically is it slapstick is it satire is it social commentary is it just really silly christmas film um I think it's just a really silly christmas yeah but it's trying to be other things at other times i don't think the director's up to the task no. of of kind of pulling all of the themes together i mean mm. he's he's a director that doesn't have a lot of quality hollywood credits to his name he's directed beethoven I never I, saw that all the way through. I recall that as a kid yeah. um, and, and sort of vaguely liking it. But I was a kid. My, my view as a child is not necessarily that of me as an adult. Disclaimer. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it certainly feels uneven. It doesn't quite pull together. And there's some, you know, there are some good actors in this. Um, James so, Belushi's in it. Did you spot him? I did, yeah. <laughs> James Belushi. As the, 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 bad, the, the bad, bad Santa. Santa. <laughs> In the factory. Um, you watched this again this week, didn't you, Ben? Yeah, I watched it this morning. Oh, this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Busy day. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and and Phil Hartman as well, who I'd completely forgotten about. Troy McClure as well from The Simpsons. That's, that's him, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I had sort of completely forgotten about him and, and, and his sort of career, which ended so abruptly and, and so well, that's tragically. Well, that's the last film that he was 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 it released during his lifetime i think it was just you, just, you know what yeah. happened to him no, no his um wife killed him she shot him um in his bed holy crap one night uh they were having um they different accounts of it but basically you know they had not had a great relationship and apparently um he had said if you don't cut out the drink and the drugs i'm away and uh, she killed him and then killed herself Wow. Oh I didn't know that either. Yeah. Wow. I was rereading up on this last night and it's just, I mean, so the, that voice that has lived on yeah. because we do know the Simpsons and, and, you know, his voices are still parodied and his voice still is out there. But actually, you know, we forget that, that he's been gone for the best part of 20 years. Yeah. More than? Mm-hmm. More than? So it's... um. Mm. The, the sort of the, the downer side of about this film is that there is a, a bleaker thing, and he's quite fun, but also quite skeezy in this. I mean, he's incredibly skeezy, but he's enjoying himself as well. That's the thing; everybody's just enjoying themselves in this film. So I'm happy to accept that everyone's enjoying themselves. Let's yeah. kind of rip it apart a little bit more. Um, get into the the meaty bits. Well, I have seen one criticism calling it um, sort of uh, what was it was really it was really vicious, but I was like, eh, yeah, that's not unfair. Um, where it, it compared the directing to sort of really bad quality soap opera directing. Um, it's, it's this is a director that doesn't have a lot of imagination when it comes to kind of what what can be done with Hollywood. And he didn't have a teeny tiny budget either. You know, he had a big budget, and there's some interesting things happening. But he's just he's kind of very flat and very sort of. It's a bit hallmarking. Conventional, yeah. It, it could be, if, if it didn't have such a sort of a stellar cast attached, it could just as easily be movie of the week, mm. you know, filmed in seven days. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I just think, I think it's enjoyable enough. Um, I think it's it's not, it is, it's, it's trying to be something more than it is, which I think it shouldn't do. I think it should just accept that it's, just almost painfully stupid and um that's all there is about it and and i think the problem is that the subject matter wants a bit more depth to it the, the subject really. matter being what shit dad or, or being no, like the, don't buy your presents on christmas eve don't buy your presents on christmas eve and also what the hell guys why are we beating each other up over toys that that subject matter and that's what's what got everybody interested i mean it was cabbage patch dolls and um what's it called uh it was Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. Well, Chris Columbus was trying to get a Buzz Lightyear for his kid. Yeah. One year. Um, ben had a Buzz Lightyear. Did you have a Buzz Lightyear? I, I never had a Buzz, a Buzz Lightyear. Lightyear. It's oh. still around, isn't it? Yes. All right. Um, I, I, I don't know if that was that year or the year after you got that one, but I do recall 
at the time, all the fuss about Buzz Lightyear and yeah. the toys being out of out of the shops. Did your dad have to lamp someone to get it? Though? <laughs> no, no, not that you're aware of. Not, not that, not that we, know. not that we know. I don't think it was my dad that. Sorry, you know he never listens to these. <laughs> um, yeah, and I remember. I mean, it's also around the time of the the, the Tracy Island. Oh, right, right. They remember the uh, Tracy Island was like Thunderbirds were back in vogue. And I was never UK. really kind of a Thunderbirds girl, uh, so uh, that passed me by. So, I mean, those kind of iconic toys that are the must-haves. I mean, do people still do that? I can't even... Acknowledge. You guys no, both have kids. Amazon? Yes, they yeah. do. Yeah. Is, is, is there still really? the must-have Christmas toy that becomes impossible to get? Well, well, I don't know, but there are, there are like, obviously, like, kids, if they're watching TV... Mm-hmm. The amount of ads on TV that mm. are all, like, especially because you know kids programs that were yeah. you know kids channels, and it's just advert after advert after advert, and see the way Jamie and um, oh yeah, all, all, mm. all the all my friends are going to have one of these yeah. this year. It's so and cool. then he recites the, ad, <laughs> the, the advert. You know, battery's yeah. not included at the end. You know, that's pretty much what what my two kids would say to me and stuff you know mine's mine's still a bit young for that basically you go you're getting dinosaurs that kid goes yeah dinosaurs and if you were to say to him you're getting chocolate yeah chocolate he's basically he's happy with what he's told he wants i think this is your last year of that possibly that luxury, possibly to be yeah. Fair. <laughs> um yeah, it is quite disturbing. I mean, the proliferation of adverts on TV. I think that's that's not one of the nice little bits of satire that mm-hmm. this kind of brainwashing that does do. And I, I mean, my experience from from sort of other people's kids and sitting down and watching kids TV, which I still do occasionally, just to kind of keep a hand and some great stuff. I still think we should do a podcast on Hey Dougie. Hey Dougie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we could do. Uh, but but also, I mean, I'm all, I mean, I do remember as a kid watching this stuff and and being obsessed by them and, and by the adverts and and, mm. and wanting things. Oh God, on. I was I was the He Man franchise's biggest sort of buyer I think at one point and really? then yeah I loved He-Man oh. I was mad about He-Man and then they brought out she I was like holy shit there's girls now as well ah mother I must have these things and I got yeah but I don't think they were I don't think I honestly don't think they were mobbing Leisure World at dawn you know maybe it was I, I mean I got Angela so maybe that's oh. maybe they were just weren't prepared to mob Leisure World at dawn so I got Angela who nobody really wanted Angela, Angela. That, that, that was thing? Glimmer's mum that was that was She-Ra I don't remember that I mean oh, I, 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 I feel bad for you. We had, I had a Castle Grayskull. Oh, I never had a Castle Grayskull. <laughs> Castle Grayskull and a He-Man. In fact, I think still bits of the He-Man toys are knocking around the house. Yeah. Bits of, I mean, yes. this is what happens over 30 years. So nothing it? collectible then, in other words? Certainly not, no. Collect all the things, yeah. There was, there was a horrible point when um, my brother had got, uh, our, our other brother, uh, Johnny, had um, got a, um, a He-Man toy and we were driving through England and he put a, this bit that detached in a little gap in, in part of the back of the car that basically led out onto the road. Oh. I think we just lost a bit of the human toy. This is a, a memory. I realised as well that we didn't introduce ourselves at the top of the program. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've been sitting here listening, wondering who the fap you're listening to, um, I'm Robert J. Simpson. Uh, I'm joined as ever by Dr. Rachel Kelly. Hello. And uh, Ben Simpson. Good evening, he's, afternoon, morning, whatever time of day it is for you. He's, he's the better looking of, of the two of us, as you can tell. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, I mean, the film might have been mauled by critics, but it didn't do badly at the box office. No, it did all right. Yeah, I mean, it actually did reasonably well. But then people have no taste in movies. Every Christmas, the the worst films that ever come out come out at Christmas, and people go and watch them. Because I mean, you say that Christmas in them. You say that, um, and they're never really the worst films that have ever come out because they're Christmas films. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is before we're really talking about like major Christmas hype every year, isn't it? I mean, oh no, maybe we're not. Nineteen ninety six. I mean, we're pretty much into that that cycle of here is your Christmas offering, enjoy. Mm. Um, and you know, even even in a market that's pretty saturated, it did did reasonably well. You know, and, and it's it's not going to win any Oscars. It didn't actually win any Razzies. I don't think it lost out in the Razzies that year as well. Right. Yeah. It, it's not a terrible film, but no, um, it's not a terrible film. It's got heart. And that's all I require from my Christmas film. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's on this. No, a a heart. A- <laughs> I feel I feel Kevin Hart is who you would put in a remake though. What, and The Rock? Oh, oh yeah, the rock. actually, yeah. That was going to be Joe Pesky, actually, mm-hmm. the, the Sinbad character. Did you feel by the end of it sort of the warm and fuzzy? Does anybody see the post-credit sequence, by the way? There's a post-credit There's sequence. There's a post-credit sequence. I sat flicking through this last night and I couldn't spot one. Maybe yeah, out, I mean, me. really, really, really have to sit to the very, very end of the credits. Um, but it's, 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 oh, it's very silly, but I also kind of like it. Where um, Rita Wilson's sort of snuggling up to Arnie and going, oh, you're such a good guy. You did such a lovely thing for Jake. And it really makes me wonder, what did you get for me this year? And then there's like this crash zoom on Arnie's face looking absolutely panicked. Because, I mean, he's, he may be less of a shit, but he's not completely not a shit anymore. He's a completely ineffectual father. Um, slash husband. Slash. So, I just yeah. think, that, I think that we kind of, I think the film gives him um, far too much leeway. Um, oh yeah I mean he's he's totally obsessed with work and, and everything else and, and it's and the false platitude you know as you said what's that line Ben? You're my number one customer <laughs> um, I can't do the voice So I mean he's, he's you know he's constantly bluffing his way to everybody trying to tell them the same thing to the point where he tells his own wife you're my number one customer mm-hmm. um, you know it's just like yeah. dude don't be so shallow and uh, yeah I think that's just a habit like he was on the phone he just gets a phone call and but he seems so complacent, and I mean, I he's don't know. an arsehole. He's a total arsehole, and and he he definitely does get much more leeway than than is warranted. Um, His little boy thinks he's amazing. Well, the film just ran out of places to go, and I was sitting there about halfway to it, so about around about the midpoint, going, "Why is this going to ever?" Because there's no possible way he can realistically get his hands on a terrible man. It's Christmas Eve, everywhere's sold out. He has punched and beaten and and sort of fought his way through countless stores by this point there's no way to end this on a happy note and they're definitely going to um and that the final act is just pure glorious nonsense i mean absolutely it suddenly becomes a science fiction film um and and it's just yeah bonkers is the word but but i like it i still like it I was, and you know, at the end of it, he's, you know, the little kid's going, I've forgiven you for being a shit dad and you're going to be a shit dad again in two days time. And, and everybody knows he's going to be a shit dad in two days time. But at this moment, he's the hero. Um, and it doesn't matter as you just feel oh, it's lovely. Everything's lovely. And this little kid's just going here, have my terrible man. Because also I didn't feel like Sinbad was a bad enough character that I wanted to see him carted off to jail on Christmas Eve when all he was trying to do was get a, a toy for his kid, just like Arnie. Yeah. He threatens everyone with a bomb. A couple of people he threatens with a bomb. Look, what, Ar- 
Arnie's Arnie's been pretty bloody awful by that point as well. And but we're supposed to root for him. See, this is, this is my problem: though, is that I can't find myself not rooting for either of them and mm. being baffled how it is that both Arnie's wife and his kid don't recognise that it's him whenever he doesn't even have a proper mask. It's not like Clark Kent. You know, I take my I take my glasses off and I'm somebody else. I, I mean, there's know. there's definitely but it had there's voice a, changing technology. I wasn't that good. It was <laughs> yeah. still clearly an Austrian accent. How many Austrian <laughs> bodybuilders are living in the Twin Cities? Do you think? Probably a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just it just strains so much, and, and and Sinbad's just not not helping either. No, but the, the, none of the men come across as particularly well in this film. Actually, to no. be fair, because even the sort of the the single dad next door, mm-hmm. um, Kevin uh, not Kevin Hartman, uh, Phil Phil Hartman's character is is also quite useless and ineffectual. Oh, he's not, he, and he's an also he's just a horrible slimy bastard. Well, the kid says, I mean, he, he's kind of he he was never like this before. It's only whenever yeah. since mum's gone, he's, he's sort of being completely different but then he's like i'm quite a catch to all the ladies that's a really interesting point because the men just they're it's, it's relentless about the men um they're useless yeah but how many women are there and really we only get rita wilson's character uh-huh. as in terms of women and we don't actually get to see that much of her so in fact just everybody's kind of awful in this film no but i mean she at least gets to stand for her own and tell the men no it's not acceptable yeah yeah by throwing hot non-alcoholic eggnog <laughs> To be fair, I mean... Like, that's not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> it's eggnog, sweetheart, I swear. <laughs> oh, 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 no. <laughs> uh, and there's also a psychotic reindeer that gets pissed. Um, I mean, why isn't there more of that in films? That's what I want to know. Who else has psychotic reindeers getting pissed with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, gosh, I don't know. There is Paddington in the, in the parade, though. Is there? There is a Paddington. There's so much insanity happening by that point that I can't be expected to notice what other insanity there is. I mean, the parade feels like, you know, one of those Chinese knockoff parades. It's just like, let's have a lot of kind of... I don't know. I haven't seen too many American parades, so I don't know how legit that thing is. I know they've got that, what, Macy, Macy's, what, Macy's parade? Yeah. That's, no, that's totally a thing. Uh, it takes place in the... Tw- that, that parade wasn't filmed um, in Minnesota, but it was filmed on the, the back lot in, in, mm-hmm. in California. But that's, that's totally a thing. It happens at night yeah. um, and it looks... It's it looks amazing and I would love to do it and that would actually kind of look a bit shit compared to what I but imagine then, the real one is. I mean when you consider you start the whole thing off with with kind of knockoff Power Rangers um, you have a factory where bad Santas are making knockoff toys I mean to have a parade that has a bunch of knockoff characters as well just makes a lot of sense to me I mean the whole thing just feels a bit subpar it's like the whole thing is a is a cheap knockoff of all these other great franchises the even the Arnold what's that the cat in the hat, the cat in the looks, hat good. looks good yeah I mean and he gets a name check you know oh, cat in the hat Yay. it was High rushed five. though the whole thing was rushed from I mean I think didn't they they discovered suddenly Arnold Schwarzenegger's schedule freed up and they just basically went into production within six months I think it was crazy rushed and it was like that evening that, that evening <laughs> yes they, they made it in the morning and released <laughs> it that evening uh, later that year so I mean they didn't even manage to get any merchandise tie in to it apart from like this, this one like Turbo Man doll I cannot imagine wanting to buy any merchandise merchandise for this film what, no. would, what would you have liked to have seen from this film as merchandise well i mean but it's it's basically a no-brainer though it's a film about but merchandise, merchandise yeah. and it didn't have any merchandise effectively attached to it because they just didn't have time they didn't have the lead-in I, I think i just don't buy into turbo man as a kid no. did you buy into turbo man but Do you then again no. then again think about he-man okay that is objectively nonsense everything about it is objectively nonsense and designed to sell toys yeah but i loved it as a kid 
Um, you don't watch Grumpy. You don't follow Grumpy Skeletor, do you, on social media? I don't, but I'm gonna. You so should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you don't either. No, no, no. Okay, no. okay, folks. That's my recommendation for for Christmas. Forget about all your uh, Turbo Man's. Just go out and follow Grumpy Skeletor. But think about the kind of toys that have become kids' obsessions. I mean, a couple of them have been good. I remember the you know, the real Ghostbusters when that came out. My little brother yep. was really into that, and that was brilliant. I, I love those too. Yeah. I have my I have my Acto one, and yep. between me and me and my brother Johnny, we had all the Ghostbusters in two versions. Yeah. But then know. there was, and this, and I was heartbroken when my brother threw over the real Ghostbusters for this, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, what the hell? Do you know, that is objectively no more so ridiculous than well. Turbo yeah, Man. Yeah, we did. Yeah. That is objectively no more ridiculous than Turbo Man. Teenage I mean, Mutant yeah. Ninja. They had a much better theme tune. They were, they were heroes. Brilliant a, theme tune. They were heroes in a half shell. I mean, who, who doesn't love turtles? Girl power. <laughs> It's a great theme tune, but Plus they had a sexy, ridiculous. They had a sexy reporter as well. That also helps the young boy. What's her name? April O'Neil. April O'Neil, yeah. Not in, that I'm in the I'm original film, she she said she had a crush on Harrison Ford, and I had a crush on Harrison Ford <laughs> at that point, and nobody I knew had a crush on Harrison Ford, so it's like solidarity. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, but my point is that Turbo Man is no more ridiculous than the likes of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Cabbage Patch Dolls or... Well, no, none of the things are ostensibly ridiculous. I think the problem is possibly that there wasn't enough link up with a toy manufacturer because if they'd been thought through properly, you would have had a character that was a little bit more uh, convincing, that was a little bit more power rangery and less kind of knockoff power rangery. Uh, and maybe that was the problem for me. I didn't get any Power Ranger vibes off it. Like You didn't? No. I don't really know the Power Rangers well enough, but they're also pretty ridiculous as I understand it. I think it's I think it's even the style of that. So it's the little film they have at the start, you know, where they're doing the TV show. Yeah, well, it's, it's what's he called? It? The, the, the bad guy. Um, oh, gosh. What's oh, that character called? Destructo or something like that. Yeah. Um, Lemo, I think. <laughs> I remember his, the weird pink thing that's booster. There's these that are all in like the... Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But they're all different colours, kind of like the Power Rangers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I think it's just the idea of somebody stupid in a suit that's a bit spacey. And then they had that big furry sidekick thing that nobody booster. likes. Booster. 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 Yeah. yeah. I mean, Booster was very definitely felt, I mean, like all those weird creatures that used to come on. But then my memory of Power Rangers was not not that thorough. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what, what the hell is this he's watching again? I don't get it. No. Well, no, I didn't really get a Power Rangers thing off. Uh, it's more like a, you know, um, like Captain America kind of. Captain America those... does turn up in the film. He's what? on. Does he? he does. <laughs> he's on. Uh, is it Jimmy's little boy? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's on his wall. He's on his wall behind his bed. Is a big Captain America. I clearly was not watching this carefully enough. No. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love all the kind of the cultural references. I mean, it's very, I mean, this I suppose I do get is that it's very uh, firmly ensconced in this mm. world of, of, of sort of stuff. They go into the into the, the, the toy shop and they're fighting on. And I'm looking at all these kind of Marvel and sort of characters that are just lined up. Mm. I'm like, wow, there was this much stuff going on in the mid 90s. Yep, I mean, know, now it doesn't surprise me. But back then. Do you know, I think in the hands of a more competent director, that would have been a film that a lot more people would have been talking about for a lot longer. Is it a film that needs remade? Is it a film that would actually be well, benefit from a remake? You, you know that there was a sequel released a couple of years ago. There's a sequel? There's a sequel and it's only, I think it was 2014 it came out. Yeah. Larry the Cable Guy basically plays the Arnold Schwarzenegger character and there's a, a, a sort of the, the kid is a little girl this time around, but apparently it's basically the same story. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I have no intention of seeing it ever. They, they say it's a, it's a terrible sequel that has no relation at all to the first one other than the title. 
It's well, jingle all the way too. It's called yeah. yeah so creativity abounds there. Um, <laughs> as I as I understand it, I th- I'm sure it went straight to DVD. I mean, there's no way yeah, that got did. a theatrical yeah. release. I, I don't know. I, just, I think maybe I'd like to see it done now. Even Arnold now would probably do a better job with it. Arnie's seventy two. Yeah, <laughs> grand. I can just imagine two granddads fighting it out over their their grandchildren's child uh, toy. You know that that I can buy. Possibly, yeah. No, I actually could see it being remade because if anything, that that what it was trying vaguely to satirise has only got worse. Yeah. Although, having said that, you know, the, the advent of online purchasing means that there are options. Yeah. I don't go into shops at Christmas time because I'm not that much of a masochist. No, but he's clearly the sort of person that makes a promise to say, look, I'll go and order this thing online and then doesn't. Yeah, no. and I mean, ordering it online is no guarantee you're getting it anyway. No, even with Amazon Prime, it doesn't always turn no. up when it's meant to. No, definitely not. Yes, yes, I have some emergency shopping to do myself today <laughs> because of things not turning up. But Ooh, which, which company would you like to slight on our podcast? <laughs> I, I won't be slighting anybody. It's not their fault. It, neither is it Royal Mail's fault. It's everybody's working extremely hard. However, I'm in a position now. <laughs> <laughs> so... For you, is this essential Christmas viewing? For me? Mm. Essential? No. Is your first time watching it? First time watching it. Is it it getting added to to the roster? Is your little boy going to be seeing this in years to come? I think probably not, but my roster is pretty extensive at this point. It's certainly not something I would uh, change the channel if it came on. If If it turned up on the television while I was watching the television, I would be pleased, but I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it again. Ben? Um... I probably would, as Rachel said, I would watch it uh-huh. if it was on the TV and maybe there was nothing else to watch. I would watch it again. Um, if there was nothing else to watch, yeah. there's always something else to watch. Yeah, no, well. I mean, a, it's no Die Hard 2. What about your two sprogs? Would you would you have them watch this? I think either. I would like it because mm. of the... The toy. Well, no, like... Because of the like, he's he's all into beating beating people up and fighting and stuff, and that's kind of what that's like, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know about. about yeah. Laura. I might uh, might give it a mess with her. <laughs> I ca- I can't say I have any desire to revisit this at all ever. But if it was remade, um, if it was remade and someone said, "Hey, Robert, there's a preview tonight. Do you want to go and watch this? Here's a free ticket." I'd probably go along. Yeah, just to, just to see it, because I don't think they can make it any worse. Although apparently the sequel is, is worse. Oh, I'm sure they could make it worse. It's just, it, it just doesn't really do it for me. It's I mean, of all the Christmas films that we've watched, I would sooner add It's a Wonderful Life to my regular Christmas roster. It's not already on your roster. No, we've, we, did you not listen to our previous podcast on this very subject? <laughs> <laughs> I just remember us talking and everybody really loving it and agreeing with me that it was a great idea for a podcast and that it was a fantastic <laughs> film. And thank you so much, Rachel, for making us watch this. That's what I remember from that I podcast. I don't ever remember those words <laughs> coming out of my mouth. It's a Christmas no, I'm sure miracle. That's what happened. <laughs> the Christmas miracle. Um, I, no, it's uh, of all the Christmas films out there, I, it's just not going to add to mine at all. I, you know, I'd rather watch um, Christmas the Cranks again. Then, then go through this one. It's just Arnie for me is so disappointing. He's just not there, and Sinbad is just so over the top. Um, to be fair, that's why you hire Sinbad, though. I just can't. I can't take it. It it it, it feels like there's not the right resolution for me as well. Mm-hmm. That, that something about their storyline 
that needs resolved and that you you the kid rewarding this creepy guy who's beaten up his dad everybody else near killed him near killed him uh, uh you know and gives him a toy i mean you basically just wrote the film ultimately the message i get from the film is bullies get rewarded because the bully gets rewarded he gets the very thing that he wants i'm not i'm not agreeing with you that he counts as a bully but no I, well i think desperate desperate very desperate yes. man yeah. Gets what he wants. Gets what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> don't know if that's Which is basically both of them. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't think Arnie gets quite what he wants, though. Um, he gets something that he doesn't realise he wants. Which is? To be um, there for his son. No, he once. does realise that he wants that, though. That's his That's his act to close out realisation that drives us into the climax. Mm. I mean, he get, I suppose he gets the Turbo Man that he's been asked to get, but it's not the one he's been asked to get. Um, but for me... He becomes a hero in his son's eyes. That's really what ultimately he wants to be. Yeah, I just don't think he should. But then this was that's typical. Of, uh, maybe the f- reason this film actually does linger for a lot of people is because many parents recognise their own failures and the fact that a lot of them screw it up one way or another. And there you've got somebody who's a screw up who still manages somehow to, as in all good Christmas traditions, fake it for a little bit to, to create this little illusion and a bubble that allows the kids to, to, to kind of just accept it and be happy. Yeah. Wow, that's depressing. Yeah, but I've also found something good to say about the film, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think I would. Um, okay, that's your Christmas podcast from Cinepunked for <laughs> this year. Merry Christmas, kids. <laughs> uh, I guess it's my turn next year. <laughs> yeah. Yes, this yeah. should be interesting. Yeah. Fortunately, you've got to wait 12 months to find out what I'm going to pick. Oh, God, tell me Stanley Kubrick never did anything that could be remotely constituted as a Christmas film. Well, it depends what you constitute a Christmas film. Okay, if, let's if just... The presence of do, we sn- not, do we not have that debate before? Is the presence of If the presence of snow is enough, then I guess it's The Shining. <laughs> oh, I've never seen it, so yeah, let's do that. <laughs> We're not doing The Shining as our Christmas movie. The okay. Shining will come along somewhere else. <laughs> um... Folks, as per usual, uh, welcome back to the show. This is um, series three. Now we're, we're kind of rejigging the numbers if you've been following. Um, but this is our third uh, run of the mill. Um, and we have got a lot planned for, for 2020. Um, so keep following us. You'll find us on, across most social media platforms. We are Cinepunked on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, we're on Instagram as Cinepunked Film. Um, you can interact with us on all these places. Uh, you can follow our events and uh, do all kinds of fun things. Um, until the next time, adios. Cheerio. Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye, Hamburg.